everyone, I'm David Goldberg with Sarah McGoldrick, and welcome to another episode of Media Gold, a podcast by the Gold Clover Group. And we're continuing our series talking to a bunch of really interesting people with doing a lot of interesting things in this life. And today our guest is Tracy Mitchell, uh, owner, founder of Equestrian Elements Life Coaching. Welcome, Tracy. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, so, Tracy, for people who don't know, Equestrian Elements Life Coaching, uh, what exactly do you do? Uh, can you describe your business? Yeah, it is just that. It is life coaching uh, within the equestrian world. Um, so, basically, life coaching is, you know, helping someone get them from where they are to where they want to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had a long-standing uh, time in the equestrian world myself. So when I started up my business, I just thought it made a lot of sense to uh, to focus on the equestrian world. And how did you get involved in that? Like people don't automatically make that connection between uh, life coaching and horses. So how did that kind of come together? Well, um, I've been in the equestrian world for about 42 years and that's sort of a combination of me riding and showing and stuff. And, and I guess you could say another business hat that I wear is also owner of Mitchell equine massage. So I also massage horses and I've been doing that, um, professionally, all sorts of different horses like that have represented Canada and the Olympics, et cetera. I've been doing that for uh, just over 22 years. So, when I got into the life coaching, like I said, I know the equestrian world really well, um, you know, fostering re- um, relationships with, you know, my clients, um, coaches, um, horse owners, farriers, veterinarians. So like I have a really good feel of what goes on and and just different areas where people might need a little extra help, um, some goal setting, some focus techniques, um, in, in and outside of the show ring. It's not all focused within the actual horse world itself. Um, sort of, yeah, just trying to help them, I don't know, develop their, their life a, a balance between horses and not horses. So for some people, that's pretty difficult to juggle. Yeah. I mean, horses are kind of... Like if you love them and you're devoting all of your time to them, it's kind of in your blood. (laughs) And if you want to be successful at whatever (laughs) level, and especially, you know, if you're doing a lot of showing and stuff and even people that have them as companions, um, you know, basically pets, um, they still sort of encompass our lives. Yes, they're, they are a wonderful, wonderful animal. Right. So there's even some people like you've met, you've talked to them and they're like, oh, my partner's like jealous of how much time I'm spending with my horse and how much attention (laughs) I'm giving them. Right. That, that does happen a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, you know, if, if, let's say, you know, you're a 30 something woman and you own horses and you're all focused on stuff you want to do and you're single, like, let's just say if there was a gentleman that was looking to be with you, he would have to understand that, yeah, the horses tend to come first. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, obviously you, you started this, this business out of your, your expertise. Um, 
how did you how did you start using digital marketing or social media tools to start promoting it? Because it would be a very niche market, I would imagine. Um, yes, so how did you definitely. sort of concentrate your focus and begin using these tools to get new clients? Well, um, this has sort of been a learning curve for me as well, like really putting myself out there. So for the last 22 years, you know, my hands have basically <laughs> been what has, you know, garnered attention and, and all that kind of stuff. But for me to connect with potential clients that, um, you know, they had to get to know me a little bit more. So it's been a learning curve and it's one that wasn't necessarily comfortable for me at first, but yeah, like just putting out like a be on the lookout video on Facebook and just sort of making little announcements here and there. And then just, I don't know, being consistent. Um, that's, that's been the most important thing, finding, um, like making up a content calendar and getting myself consistently producing, uh, writing content and just finding out what works and what doesn't to get people's attention. So what has, uh, like, what are, what has worked, what are the best tools and what are some tools that didn't work so well as you were going through this learning curve? Was it like, you know, Facebook was the best and, and Twitter, not, not so much or. Well, right now I'm just using Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then also my website and also my podcast. So those are basically what I'm doing to, to try to connect with people. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, like I said, I'm not the, the most talented person when it comes to tech. Luckily I have a very good support system and for that I am grateful. Um, but my, like I've said, my learning curve is just, I don't know, like I, I go for Instagram. I'm, I'm learning a little bit more of like how to work the algorithm and in Instagram. Um, I find that that dictates a little bit more of the new interest and Facebook is really good for just, um, I don't know, bolstering people who are already my friends or, you know, I find the Facebook's a little slower, a little slower with getting new, uh, new followers, shall you say. And how did you adapt these tools to work with your um, your business and your background? Um, you know, is 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 video a, a really important component of what you do? You know, do people need to see the horses? Do they need to see demonstrations of what you're doing? Or you know, how did you kind of put yourself out there to attract your yeah. your uh, clients? Well, with the, with the massaging, the horse was the the primary, you know, target, shall we say, as far as getting people's attentions. But with um, my life coaching business, that's definitely, that's dealing with the human part of it. So, you know, again, just trying to connect with um, my followers and potential followers in a way that makes them realize that I can help them. So yes, putting out a lot of videos, talking about topics of, interest, um, something, you know, talking about a little, a quote or a little thought that might resonate with them that make them think, huh, yeah, okay, I get it. She's talking about something that I've been thinking. Um, so, or that something that might help me out, um, with my goals, etc. So 
that's kind of how I approach it. Um, videos work well. I also find that pictures of the personal stuff or pictures of horses or riders, like that seems to get a lot of interest. Um, you know, just making up tiles and, and, and stuff like that. They don't tend to, and people maybe read them and fly by, but there's not a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're in small town, Ontario, so has there been challenges um, just geographically from where you live, like trying to reach these people, trying to get this content out there? Uh, no, actually, I think, um, and it's kind of funny. Um, I don't know if people think because I live in a small town that we don't have internet <laughs> But things are pretty good here in my little small town. Um, and the internet is quite strong. And it's funny because, I mean, COVID has done so much to everybody's small business. And it's been such a challenge. But if it weren't for COVID, I'm not sure I would have gotten into the life coaching because I've done it all from my computer. Um, so, you know, when I have my coaching hmm. calls, um, I coach through through Zoom. Um, we do those. So it's actually made it easier to connect with people. And yeah, it's, it's been, a, again, like a huge learning curve, but a lot of fun. It's made my services more accessible for people. I think COVID has, I think COVID has propelled right. a lot of businesses this year. People have kind of been able to have that chance to sit down and figure out what they wanted to do or, you know, what works and what doesn't work before when we're all, you know, we're at an office, we're here, we're there. We didn't have the time to, to right. figure out what worked. Yeah. No, it's become a lot more simplified. Yeah, and no like you said, said Sarah, it, it, it's, yeah, it's allowed us to sit and learn what we need to do and, and not play runaround all the time. So what direction do you see um, your business moving in? There's no end to COVID anytime soon. So are you still planning on keeping up with the virtual aspect even after COVID finishes? Like how, how will you continue to use these digital marketing tools to grow your business going forward? Yeah. Well, I'm actually doing um, uh, just a two series free webinar. So I'm, I'm doing a, a webinar um, to this month, um, discussing, you know, the, the building blocks to achieving confidence uh, for riders and people in the horse world. So, you know, doing that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, like I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm going to be going for my level five leadership uh, coaching certification in a couple of months. Um, so just sort of adding to my toolbox. I don't really see um, my business slowing down. I, I see it actually getting busier. Um, yeah. And just, I don't know, just helping reach out to people and educate them on the fact that there is help out there um, if they need it. What made you branch out into uh, podcasting? Yes, I love speaking. And I suppose like back to your last question, I think the one thing that I can hardly wait for is to be able to actually go and speak to people again. Um, 
speaking as sort of one of my natural fortes mm -hmm. and being in front of a group of people talking about something that I'm passionate about connecting with them is something that I can hardly wait to get back to. Um, so th the idea of being able to podcast, talk about relevant issues, talk about some of the, the deeper subjects, picking people's brains like professionals um, in different areas is so much fun. Um, so yeah, the whole podcasting thing, I, I haven't found intimidating. I'm definitely growing as every episode happens and sort of developing my own style and flow, um, relaxing a little bit more as everyone happens. So yeah, it's, uh, I love the podcast. And uh, do you have any advice for anybody who's looking to get into the life coaching game in general? You've been in for a while now, so what's the what's your best advice for people? Um, do it because you want to help people. Um, don't do it because it's a fad. Don't do it because you think it's a quick way to make money. Um, there's a lot of personal development and self-discovery that goes into the process of putting yourself out there for others. So, you know, and finding a good place to get your education. I did all of my certification through the Certified Coaches Federation. It's a Canadian company. It's been up for about 14 or 15 years. They've helped coach people all over the world. Um, so yeah, just finding a reputable place to, to learn the tools needed to, uh, to help coach people along. Well, thank you, Tracy, uh, for joining us today on this episode. It was really interesting hearing about what you do and great talking to you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. This was, this was great. Oh, we hope you find everything uh, that Tracy had to uh, say here helpful. And, uh, you know, if you know somebody who would be really interesting to interview, um, send us uh, that suggestion. Uh, visit us at our website, goldclovergroup.com, or find us on social media at Gold Clover Group. And don't forget to catch us every Wednesday wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm.